Kay and Lenny. Today we are going to be talking about our experiences in New York City, otherwise known as the Big Apple. Um, I never really understood why it was called the Big Apple. I happen to know why it's called the Big Apple. I've done, uh, I've heard some things. You heard some things, okay. I've heard some whispers in the dark. So according to my informants, uh, the Big Apple is called the Big Apple because back in the 1920s, there was this sports writer who would call uh, horse racing apple racing because I guess they're chasing apples or something. Maybe and, because the horses like to eat apples. Well, yeah, that's why they'd be cha they'd be chasing the apples. You know how <laughs> you like you lead a donkey with a carrot or whatever. I guess you lead a horse with an apple. So the biggest horse races were in New York City. So they would call New York City the Big Apple because of horse racing. So, do you want to tell us about your first time experience in New York City? What was it like? What do you remember? Um, and, you know, that whole thing. <laughs> that whole thing? You know, my experiences of New York City for the first time. I could tell you about that. Uh, the first time I went to New York City was when I was in high school. I grew up in a town of 2,000 people. I was living out in the country, more or less. My high school was out in the country in the middle of nowhere. Pretty much it was as few people and as little stimulation as you can get as a child. But there was this one class in high school that I joined specifically for going to New York. It had a New York trip in the uh, class, and the only reason I joined the class was to go. What was the class? Is geography, but the side benefit of it was it had a pretty hot teacher that just graduated university, so <laughs> that never hurts as well. I didn't know the hot teacher at the time, but the fact that I had a hot teacher just made the class that much better. A hot teacher in New York City. What's not to love? I don't see anything. So that's what sold me. So I went to high or sorry, I went to New York City for the first time as a high school kid, and growing up in a town of hardly anybody growing, having high school in the middle of nowhere. It was all new and exciting to me to have such tall buildings. Like when you actually go to New York City for the first time, it's not just a stereotypical thing to see the tourists look up at all the tall buildings. That's what I actually did when I first went to New York City. And I still kind of do it now. It's hard not to. What I remember most about New York City is just the hustle and bustle of it all. Just always people shoving things in my face to buy. They would always have guys trying to sell me watches and wallets and things like that. And there's always like people with comedian pamphlets saying, here, come to this comedy show. Oh, that or, hasn't changed. No, that hasn't changed. That's still the same now. So what were they trying to sell you? And did you buy anything? Oh, they were trying to sell me watches, wallets, any sort of jewelry thing. I think they might have even tried to sell me flasks. I don't know why flasks. I'm starting flasks. You were like 16 at the time? I might not have even been 16. I might have even been younger. Did you have a beard? No, no, I did not have a beard. I don't, I'm pretty sure I might have had like a hint of, you know, that puberty mustache when you first hit puberty and you have that mustache growing on your face. I might have had some of that yeah, going Yeah, I don't know much about that, but I've No? Heard. Oh, that's right. You're not a man. I forgot sometimes. Um, so, yeah. No, I didn't have a beard. 
And I did buy a few watches because I'm just an ignorant small town kid. I thought they were real Rolexes. Turns out they were not. Did you really? I did. Actually, no, <laughs> of course I didn't. Who actually thinks that I'm not that ignorant or I think I'm buying a Rolex for $5? I didn't know you back then, so it's no. possible. I, I, I like to think that I've been fairly smart my whole life, even though I am still an idiot to this day. You've been just smart enough not to buy a fake Rolex. <laughs> no, I did buy them. <laughs> they were bought. But I didn't think they actually were Rolexes. I'm smart enough to think that they weren't real Rolexes. So I just remember that. Lots of tall buildings. Like I rode this elevator, which was the coolest thing that I did in the city for some reason. I mean, it just, it, you could see out to the city, so it was a glass elevator. Yeah, I mean, glass elevators are pretty cool. And it would go all the way to the top of the building, which was like 90 stories high, you so... Know, I am still, I'm in my 20s, and I'm still impressed by glass elevators. Every time I go to a mall that has a glass elevator, <laughs> I have to ride it. I don't, I've never actually ridden the mall glass elevator, but I do like them. Just having them there for some reason. I think it's just part of like people watching. You like to see the people in the elevator. Because when you get in an elevator full of people that you don't know, it's kind of awkward, right? So when it's in a glass elevator, you get to watch that awkwardness from the outside. That... <laughs> <laughs> That's not weird. There's no. Nothing weird about that. Nothing weird at all. I think that's kind of cool. Well, you go to the mall to people watch just as much as you do to shop. So why can't I people watch the elevator? I think I'm allowed. Um, my first time in New York City was about four years ago. Um, I did not ride any glass elevators while I was there. Not even one? But I did do quite a few Did you things. ride closed elevators? You know what? I don't think I rode one elevator during my first visit. You know what? You didn't do New York City right. That's what you have to do. Not even one. Not okay. one. Well, tell me more uh, about what you did do then. So on my first visit to New York City, um, besides the whole elevator thing, which I did not partake in, I went to the Met for the first time, the Museum of, or the Metropolitan Museum of Art. I went to Central Park. I did a lot of walking around and we went to Chinatown, which I thought that was really fun. Um, we did we did so much walking around. I remember the end of that day, my feet were about to fall off. Which you really don't need to do that much walking because they do have public transportation yes, there. Yes, they do. They do have public transportation there. When I went about four years ago, this was, I feel like it was right before Uber got really big. Or Uber may have been big at the time, but I was sort of ignorant to the fact that it was a thing. So we used taxis, which are more expensive. Taxis can get pretty expensive. Very expensive. Yes. <laughs> Actually, the other day, I took a taxi from Penn Station to Harlem. 
Actually, yeah. that's, qu that's, that's quite a taxi ride there. It is quite the taxi ride, but at this point, it was one of those things, like, I had so much stuff to carry, and I just didn't even care about the money. So <laughs> what did that end up costing you? It cost me about 30 bucks. Yeah, that's... Considering you could probably get an all-access subway pass for, like, a week for that kind of money... It seems a little silly to do that, but when it you're was, when you're in New York, like when you're in New York, you almost have to ride the taxi cab because it's part of being in the city. Yeah. That's what you think of when you're in New York. Um, my first subway ride, they have these little cards there that you fill up the little metro cards for people who don't know this or who haven't been to New York City. They're just like I don't know, little swipe cards. They're flimsy paper and what you do there are little entryways and it's like swiping a debit card sort of except it's very flimsy and paper it took me probably about 10 swipes to get through the first time really I never had an issue with the swipes I didn't have an issue with this card I don't know if it was just because I was so new to it and I didn't know what I was doing but I remember the person I was with was getting pretty frustrated, and there was there were people behind me who seemed sort of frustrated. Why didn't he try and help you? It seems like he should have tried to help you. Yeah, you know, looking back, that's what I'm thinking too. But, you know, people are always in a hurry in New York, and they, they don't yeah. really have a lot of patience for tourists. But, no, besides the fact that you always hear about everybody being rude in New York City and, you know, people not caring. I never really had too many negative experiences with people. No, I've only had the one, really, where I was in Harlem one night and I was just walking by an alley and then this guy yelled at me from the end of the dark alley, Hey, you! What are you looking at? I'm just walking by. I don't know why this Did guy's yelling at, at me. I looked down the alley just to see what was down the alley. Oh, and when, he you walk, to when you walk down an alley, or when you walk by an alley, sometimes you look down it just out of curiosity. So I looked down the alley. This guy starts yelling at me. He's like, are you better than me? <laughs> you judging me? I, I never even saw the guy, so I don't know who this guy was. But that Did was like my you? only. No, he didn't follow me. I just kept walking, and I was fine. So that was like the only time where I was like, I don't, what's, what's going on here? This is not the greatest <laughs> feeling right now. A little scared. Other than that, great times in New York. Um, I have had more experiences with just people that are, they might be harmless or they're a little bit crazy. Like guys without shirts on just yelling things, crazy obscenities. I would watch out for, um, if you're taking the subway, know where, you, know where you're going, and don't be afraid to ask for directions. Yeah. <laughs> of all the subways that I've been on, I've been on a few by now, New York is by far the most complicated to actually understand the first time you're there. It really is, and you know, I've been, because, you know, I live right by New York City, so... I ride the subways fairly often, and I still don't really know 
that much. I know like the the one, two, and three I think are like the express lines and they go from uptown to downtown, I think. Don't Who knows? Don't quote me on that. Couldn't tell you. But that's usually what I stick to now or like the one, two or three. Um trains because the other ones I really don't know where they go. And yeah. I'm not even going to try to take a subway to Brooklyn. I'm not comfortable with that yet because I don't know. Well, I did stay in Brooklyn once, and there is one train to where I was staying back and forth. That was nice and easy to figure out. But if I was staying somewhere else in Brooklyn, then, yeah, you probably have to get on, like, four different trains to get back into Manhattan. What was your experience like staying in Brooklyn? Actually, I don't... I was the place that I had the Airbnb at, and I loved it. I thought it was great. It was very... It was a lot more... It didn't feel like a big city. It felt more like a community than it did feel like a big city. When you're in Manhattan, it feels like it's all commercialized. Well, not always, but like certain parts of town are very commercialized. And in Brooklyn, it just felt like sort of a little neighborhood within the big city. So it just felt a bit more homely to me. The touristy parts of New York City definitely feel very commercialized. Like you walk around and there's just basically, you could be walking around the same block, but there are several blocks like this where they're all identical, where it's just like a gift shop, McDonald's, Starbucks. The amount of gift shops in New York is mind-boggling. It's like probably five or six per block in some, in some blocks. Yeah, and actually, I think the best, if you're looking for a souvenir, I wouldn't suggest going into those gift shops. No, not at all. Because a lot of it's just very generic stuff. I would suggest finding a little shop in like some cool neighborhood of New York City. I like um, Greenwich Village a lot. I, like I actually the, like buying gifts in Chinatown. I, I, there's a yes. lot of cool things in Chinatown and to get. You can find things in Chinatown for a very reasonable price. It's a very cool neighborhood. So if people are visiting New York City, what would you suggest that they do? What was the coolest thing on your few trips? How many times have you been there to New York City? Uh, I've probably been there five or six times by now. Somewhere around there. Like, my favorite thing to do in the city, uh, we've, we're kind of bad in the subway. It is nice to have. But I my know. Favorite thing I to do, <laughs> Well, not really, because my favorite thing to do, like I do in pretty much any city, is just to walk around and see the city. Just like anything else, I feel like just walking around, you get to see and feel and experience so much more of the city than if you just take the subway from one, one place to the other. You get to, you miss out on so much. Just seeing all the little shops along the way, all the restaurants, just seeing the people. The people in New York are very, very interesting. There's definitely some yeah. characters. There's characters there. <laughs> there definitely are. Um, I one area I like. I like Bleecker. Is it Bleecker Street? Bleecker Street, sure. I don't Bleaker remember. Street, <laughs> I think. I hope that's correct. But there is this ice cream place that I have gone to almost every summer since mm -hmm. I moved out here called Cones. Oh, 
I remember this ice cream place. You remember that place? Yeah. It's a good, it's a good little shop. <laughs> and I always go to Cats uh, whenever I'm in New York. It's a deli that serves um, pastrami sandwiches. And it is just the best pastrami sandwich. I mean, I'm a vegetarian now, so I can't go anymore. But just smelling it is good enough for now, me nowadays. what neighborhood is this place in? Uh, that was on Houston Street, I believe, on 2nd or 3rd Avenue-ish, somewhere. It's on the southeastern part of the Manhattan. That's all I remember about it. Houston Street, southeastern part. Southeastern part of Manhattan. Yeah. Okay. There's no subway stops nearby. You gotta walk like 15 minutes. No, that's not considered Midtown. You know what? I don't even remember what's all <laughs> Midtown. I, I know Financial District is in the south. I know Harlem is closer to the north. That's really all I remember. I don't really remember much else. I know the Upper West Side, Upper East Side. Harlem, because I have a friend. Well, that's all the same area. <laughs> that much, it's really like side by side, isn't it? I know Times Square. What we're trying to tell you guys is if you're ever in New York City, do not contact us to be your tour guide. Well, it's not that important to know the different villages. As I mean, it is and it isn't. You don't say to somebody, hey, how do I get to... I guess you could say, how do I get to Upper East Side? You would say, how do I get to 112th Street or whatever? And then that's an easier way to do it. And if you if you find yourself in the Upper West Side, you know what? I'm going to Google this real quick. So why don't you tell our listeners something interesting while I find the name to this place? I think also New York is such a fantastic place because it feels different every season that you're there. Like I've been there in the spring, fall, and winter, and it feels like a different city every time that you go there. Okay, I have the place. Okay, I don't know if what I said was interesting. In, I hope it was. Oh yes, it's very interesting. It's in the Upper West Side at 561 Columbus Avenue called, okay, now, <laughs> This could be the right pronunciation, but I'm not sure. Okay. Mamofuku Milk Bar. Um, that can't be possible. That, that can't be right. This has to be that African dance club that you went to. This has to no, be no. right. It's no? called... What is this then? It's spelled M-O-M-U... No. M-O-M-O-F-U-K-U Milk Bar. Momofuku milk bar? I, I guess it's not pronounced. Probably not fuck you. It's probably fuku. <laughs> yeah. But who knows? It could be. I just want to pronounce it like that. What is so great about this bar? Well, I was walking along Upper West Side. This was a few days ago. I don't even know how I got to this neighborhood. One minute I was in Central Park. The next minute I find myself at this Mamo Fuku Milk Bar. Fuku, Fuku. We're, <laughs> we're very decent people on this podcast. Um, hey, I'm just, I'm just saying it like it's Well, I mean, south. Central Park does pretty much go into Harlem, so it's not like you're that far off once you get out of Harlem, or once you get out of Central Park. It's like, it's right there. No, no, but uh, I was lost, and I saw this place, Milk Bar, and I 
hey, let's let's go in there. I'll get a hot chocolate, maybe a cookie or something. Also, I went in there because Milk Bar reminded me of Clockwork Orange, and mm -hmm. I happened to be a fan of that book in the movie. And you thought, hey, maybe this is where everyone gets raped and tortured, and this is the place for me. <laughs> not to conclude that. No? Oh, I thought we were a non-decent non podcast now, so I thought I could no. go that route. Oh, we're back to decent? <laughs> yeah. Oh. So you just wanted some milk, is what you wanted. Um, no, I wanted some hot chocolate and a cookie. And I go in there, I get hot chocolate, I go, one small hot chocolate, please. And I got a double chocolate, I think it was like wheat flour cookie. Or something. It was a vegan cookie. Yeah, gluten-free. Yes, perhaps. So I got my vegan cookie with my hot chocolate, and they go, that will be like $10 for a... <laughs> for a hot chocolate and a cookie. Yes. And at first I thought, well, what the heck? That is rather expensive, but, you know, I'm here, I'm lost, I might as well just go ahead and get this. You need energy to find your way back home, right? Exactly. And then I sipped some of this hot chocolate. And first of all, the hot chocolate took about 10 minutes to make. And Ten, I, for hot chocolate? That's, was, that's almost unacceptable. I don't even know what they were doing. I think they were making the chocolate from scratch. They were going out to milk <laughs> the cow. Maybe. that. Well, I don't know if there's room for cows in the city, but you never know what you find in the city. It's a very small cow. So I take a sip of this hot chocolate that I'm sort of regretting purchasing because it cost so much and it took so long to wait for. I take a sip and just this heavenly taste hits my tongue and it was just the right temperature and they had these marshmallows on top and I mean they weren't even normal marshmallows they were like marshmallows from the land of some marshmallow paradise I don't know what they put in that hot chocolate but it was delicious and then then I'm thinking the hot chocolate's good okay and then I look at this cookie and I think was this a $5 cookie? It's not that big. It's a decent sized cookie, but $5? I put a bite of it in my mouth, and it was just, it was the best cookie I've ever had. Ever. Now, if you replace the words cookie and hot chocolate with pastrami and pickle, this is exactly the same experience I had when I went to Katz for the first time. Because I believe I paid like $22 for a sandwich. And it was like just the sandwich with meat on it. But it was the most succulent meat you could possibly have. The bread was just the right texture to it. The pickle was like, it was slightly sour, but slightly, you know, it's very crunchy. Everything about it was just amazing. And I would have paid way more money for that sandwich if I could. How I much just, would you have paid for it? Like maybe $24. $24 for <laughs> a sandwich. Uh, you know, it's, you know, I don't know. It's the size of a normal sandwich, but thick. Like a thick sandwich. I would say maybe four inches thick. I don't know if I would ever pay $24 for a sandwich. Well, I paid $22 for it, but I'd go oh up to gosh. 24 Yeah. 
well, you just paid ten dollars for a hot chocolate and a cookie. So, how much? How much would you pay? What would your upper limit be after eating that? How much would you pay for that? Pay for the hot chocolate and cookie. Um, I would have paid fifteen dollars. So I guess I probably would pay twenty-two dollars for a sandwich. What we are trying to say here is that New York City has some excellent food. Um, although. A lot of places are far more expensive than compared to other parts of the U.S. or Canada. I'm sure. Absolutely, that's that's what we're getting at. It's very expensive, but a lot of the food is well worth it. And if you're there for a visit、um, and you have the money to splurge, I guess I guess do it. And I guess if you don't.、Um, Walk around Central Park and bring yeah, a thermos. Yeah, go buy a hot dog. Yeah, hot dogs are great too. If you're into weird meat, hot dogs are fantastic. Well, you have to have a New York hot dog, right? Is it New York? I don't remember if it's New York that you need to have the hot dog. Probably yeah, is. Yeah, there, there are hot dog stands everywhere. It's like a famous thing that you do in New York City. You buy a hot dog. You take a walk through Central Park. What you shouldn't do is you shouldn't just go to New York and buy Subway or McDonald's or TGIF. No, no, no. You're just like throwing away half of the reason to go to New York City. And there are places that you can find cheap eats in New York City. Absolutely. Actually, one of the cheapest plates I ever ate at was just this Mexican hole in the ground that had the best tacos that I've ever had, and it was like a dollar a taco. It was fantastic. And that was in New York City. I was in Harlem when I stayed in Harlem. See, Harlem is pretty cool. I like Harlem. I have a friend who goes to Columbia University, so sometimes I will go visit him. And I, I've hung out in Harlem probably about a dozen times now. There are cool places. There are good places to eat.、Um, I went to this. One of my favorite experiences in Harlem was going to. This African Latin infused dance club. I cannot recall the name. It started with a Z. I was a little bit drunk when I went there. I'm sure all you need is African Latin jazz infused dance club. I can't see there being that many in Harlem. It was a yeah. I can't either. But you'd be surprised.、Um, sure. It was in this little downstairs basement area. It was very small, but there was a lot of energy. And I just remember the whole night. I was with this group of girls. The whole night, this one man kept trying to dance with us, and we would dance away. We would like simultaneously walk while dancing away from him, and then he'd find his way back. The old dance shuffle. <laughs> This probably happened about ten times, but it was a fun place. And maybe that's part of the dance is. The whole thing is you sort of shuffle around the room together while dancing, and he thought that was the dance. Possibly, I remember we actually haggled our way into that club. How did you haggle your way in there? Are you supposed think, to pay a cover? I think the cover. Well, we did pay a cover, but the cover was supposed to be ten dollars, and we ended up only paying five dollars. Wow. We haggled our way into there. You really saved some cash there. <laughs> I also went to one really cool bar when I was in Harlem too. I I went to a little jazz club for a few drinks. That was really cool. It was just a little hole in the wall too in the basement, 
you just go in and it's the coolest jazz music playing in this cool little bar downstairs. Now, was it live jazz music? Oh, yeah, it was live jazz music. Yeah, live jazz Absolutely. music is the best. Like, I was just walking by. It was, I showed up I don't know, late at night one night, and I'm just walking to my uh, place that I was staying at. And while I was walking there, this was playing. I'm like, oh, I'm going to write down this address so that I can come back here after I drop my stuff off because this sounds really cool. So I went back after dropping my stuff off and just stayed there for an hour to listen to live jazz, and it was fantastic. I loved it. I should maybe go out to a jazz club tonight. You could. I could. You I'm could headed to the city tonight, so maybe I will... Look out, New York! <laughs> Here comes... Kay's on the town! Here comes Kay! Uh, no, I'm not going to get too wild. It is only no. Tuesday. The last time I was really wild in New York was when I went for New Year's. I went for New Year's one year with a group of friends. And on New Year's Eve, really in order to get to where all the people are, you either have to show up five, six hours early and just stay there. And you're not allowed to drink while you're there. So you're just going to sit in the cold for six or seven hours, stone cold sober, nothing to do. And if you leave, you're not allowed back in. But... What we did is, you can buy like a pass to go to all the bars in the area. So we had a pass to go to five different bars. As long as you have that pass on you, you can show it to all the guards that are around and they will actually walk you to the bar. So you can drink all night long up until we got out of the last bar 15 minutes before the ball dropped. So we were able to drink all night long until 15 minutes before the ball dropped and we just walked outside was part of that crowd and watched New Year's happen. And it was pretty cool. That was the last time well, I was... Well, that sounds like the way to go because waiting for six hours doing nothing does not sound like a lot of no. fun. Like when people say they want to go there, I always say don't bother unless if you buy this pass because you're just sitting in the cold for six hours. You can't How do anything. How much does this pass cost? Is it worth it cost-wise? Well, it was around, I believe, $150. Oh my but this. But this includes free drinks. You don't have to pay for any of the drinks all night. So How many you get drinks? As many as you want. Unlimited. Really? Yeah. In the end, it easily pays for itself because you're in New York for New Year's. You're thinking this is going to cost me tons and tons of money. But it's only 150 bucks for the night per person. And you have a choice between five bars to go to. I went to a, a bar that was like Mars. So the whole bar was made up to look like you were in Mars. And another bar was like a uh, plastic celebrity place, Madame Trousseau's or whatever. It's not okay, usually a so bar. They had a bar in there. Yeah, it's not a bar except for New Year's. On New Year's, they opened it up as a bar. So we were able to go in there and drink all night. Mars-themed bar. Is that in Times Square? That's pretty... I think it was like six blocks away. That was the last bar that we chose. I might so, go there tonight. Yeah, it's about six blocks away from Times Square. <laughs> I think it's called Mars 2012 or something like that. And by this point, I was pretty drunk, so I don't remember too much about the bar. But it was pretty cool. So overall, would you say that your New Year's experience in NYC was worth it? Every experience in New York City is worth it. I love going to New York City. I try to go there every year if I can. But only if I go to the bars. I would not just go there to stand in the crowd and watch the ball drop. If you're worried about the crowds, 
between Christmas and New Year's is absolutely not the time to go because it is the busiest time of the city. I did go see the tree um, this past Christmas, and boy, was it packed. The tree at 30 Rockefeller Center? Yes. Yes. And you you didn't go skating on the rink, though, did you? No, because I'm terrible at ice skating. Something that I enjoyed in New York that is not there anymore is the Toys R Us. The big Toys R Us in... It's not That's there anymore. That's not there anymore? What? Yeah, it's not there Where'd anymore. Where'd it go? But that had the big Ferris wheel in there. Yes. That was awesome. Oh, man. I don't know, but um, yeah, it's closed and... That's a shame, really, because it was such an iconic location for the Toys R Us. It had the big Ferris wheel in it. I'm glad that I got to ride the Ferris wheel before it closed. I think I rode it a year before it shut down for good. Now let me ask you a very important question. Did you ride the glass elevator in the Toys R Us? I did. I Isn't did. that the best? I love the glass elevator in the Toys R Us. I did ride the glass elevator in the Toys R Us. <laughs> Thank did, goodness. Now, let me ask you a question. Did yes. you go to Toys R Us specifically to ride the glass elevator? No, I did not. I actually didn't know. I don't know anything about any of the stores there when I went there. So I didn't know that there was a glass elevator. I didn't know there was a Ferris wheel. I just figured it's New York City. There's got to be cool stuff. It's a toy store. And I'm pretty much a giant kid, so I had to go just to check it out. Okay, another fun thing to do if you like comedy is to go to the Comedy Cellar. Um, they have, you can buy cheap tickets, they're usually like $10, $12, it's not so bad. And sometimes they'll have surprise guests. Um, they've been known to have very well-known comedians to just pop up out of nowhere. You know, it's New York City. A lot of these comedians live in New York City, and... They need to sharpen their comedy knife, if you will. Exactly. They just, you know, they gotta practice. Last time I was in New York, I went to three different comedy shows. Two in one night and one in another. Did you go to the comedy cellar? Well, I don't remember exactly where I went. That's the thing. Of course, I, I don't know. Were you drunk? Um, I mean, you have to be when you go to a comedy show. You have to drink a little bit. You can't go there sober. You gotta have a little... Especially if the, little especially adult if the comedian isn't funny. I don't know. I've never really had an experience where the comedian hasn't been funny to me. Sometimes there's a lot of... Well, not sometimes. Most of the time, the comedian thinks they're doing terrible. Because they don't hear the laughter from the crowd, so they think they're doing terrible. But I don't always laugh out loud at every single joke that I enjoy. I'm still enjoying the jokes. I feel like I wasn't a great audience member because I should have laughed more to make the comedian yeah, feel better. Yeah, what if everybody did that? What if everybody was just like... I think everybody back. was doing that. Yeah, you know what? I'm appreciating this joke, but I'm not going to express this vocally. I know. I feel like it's such a terrible audience member now thinking about it. I need to work on that. And what we did talk about in New York is something that's pretty world-renowned with New York are Broadway plays and off-Broadway plays and whatnot. Have you seen any Broadway plays? Did you know I've never been to a Broadway show? Well, then you can't help with this at all. But my sister is coming into town next week, and I think we may just go to a Broadway show, get all dolled up. 
So I have seen some Broadway shows, though. So I will just give a little quick word of advice for Broadway. Um, there's a ticket booth outside uh, on Times Square. There's a ticket booth where you can buy cheap Broadway tickets for the day of. If you're going to New York. Are you scalpers? And you... No, it's not scalpers. It's actually a Broadway ticket booth. <laughs> If you don't really have a show that you have your mind set on before you go to the city and you just want to go see a Broadway show, don't buy any tickets until you get there because if you go to that ticket booth that day, you can save, I'm not sure how much, I'm guessing like half price or something like that. How much did you pay for your ticket? A couple shows that I went to, I paid close to $100 because I went to a Spider-Man one, I went to Les Miserables. But then there, the last one I went to was something about a dog being played by a human in this person's house somewhere. And that one was only like 20 See, I'm not even sure that sounds good. <laughs> it was a little strange because I was sitting in the balcony and everybody was sitting downstairs. Downstairs was packed. Up in the balcony, there were three people that bought tickets for it. And me and one other person were sitting side by side because that's where the tickets were and neither of us felt comfortable getting up and just like giving ourselves space to watch the show so it's just two strangers with empty seats all around us like we could have sat anywhere but we both just sat there and then after the intermission we both went back to the spots anyways like after the intermission (laughs) you think okay let's go somewhere else but we both went back to our spots why I don't even know. I just wanted to see if she would sit down beside me again, I think. And she did. <laughs> it was uncomfortable, but also hilarious. Well, I didn't. It was it was a strange experience. So that's why you should go to Broadway, for experiences like that. Well, you heard it here, folks. If you like awkwardly sitting while watching shows, buy your ticket at that Broadway booth, and you will be pleasantly surprised. You may be just as lucky as Lenny was. Yeah. Is there anything else we need to talk about, New York? When you f- when you see a bathroom, use it. <laughs> even, if you think, even if you think you don't have to, just use it anyway. like to get in touch you can reach us at sleeping around podcast at gmail.com um that's sleeping with no g you can also reach us on facebook patreon or soundcloud at sleeping around podcast again sleeping without the g and you can also reach us at twitter at sleeping around don't forget to pledge